0: bells. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I actually seen someone on Twitter that's like that Utah State's gonna come out
1: playing like they're protecting their dairy farm. So that's how I feel like they're gonna come out ready to protect their dairy
0: farm, and we're gonna take over. So that's the plan.
2: Um, protect it. We will protect that dairy farm.
3: The disrespect.
2: <laughs> Boy, that's not necessary.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, I mean, not just right there. I just,
2: um,
3: what do you say, to uh, that? What, what, what do you say, Hans?
2: I oh. just want to know why. Why we need to disgrace?
1: Dairy farmers. Well, I don't think that that. I, well, I'm hoping he's not disgraced. If, look, if he's taking a shot at dairy farmers. I think farmers, that's what he's doing is going after. I got a, good, a problem. A
2: good, honest, hard living effort there. In, uh,
1: what I felt like is he's just recognizing that there's a lot of dairy farmers there. You think that's what he's
2: doing, huh? You don't think there's any, any ill intent there? Well, if he's disparaging dairy farmers, then
1: Diane and I have an axe to grind.
3: <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant.
2: Um, <laughs> i just think it's funny how like how like all of a sudden provo is like the mecca of cultural it's
1: society. society. it's
2: like all of a sudden it's paris all of a sudden down there it's,
1: it's the it's the mayan it's like the well here's the here's the thing scotty there are a lot of dairy farmers in logan there, there are and they do like to come watch those games. Well, he, did he just hear that somewhere? Like, where did that even come from? He said he saw from? it
2: on Twitter yeah. that they will protect their dairy farm. <laughs> yeah, and he said, we're going to take them over.
1: Uh, I believe, if I remember right, talking to Uncle Phil, that field was built on land that was a dairy farm. Oh, I don't think
2: that's true. I think Calm that, down. I'm
3: pretty sure that's true.
1: Could now you, be.
2: now you're be. just making stuff up. But
3: what I would do <laughs> if I was dying is I would definitely have milk. I would have probably a whole gallon of milk on the sideline. It's going to be cold. It, it Just in it, it will with keep. that victory, it will keep. And I would just pound the milk in front of everyone. <laughs> At the end of the game, if I had victory, I would just take
2: that two gallon like he just won the the NASCAR or the uh, Indianapolis Five (laughs) Hundred, pouring it everywhere. Oh, it is the Indy Five Hundred,
1: isn't it? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, That's not a bad idea. He he may want to stock up on some milk because they might shut him down. He might not. He might not have access to milk for a bit. You got to remember how underrated milk is. You know, you turn milk into butter, you turn milk into cheese, ice cream. You know, milk does so many things outside of just being milk for your cold
2: cereal.
3: It really does. And there's nothing like a, just a tall glass you know, of ice cold
2: milk. After you knock down a really hot <laughs> chocolate chip cookie, I mean, that's as good as it gets right there. It doesn't get any better. No.
3: Yeah, it really doesn't. So, uh, I don't know. Diane might have lit a fire under these guys. Uh, you know, when you start talking about our milk, it, it, it's, you might have taken one step too far. Do you remember, t-
1: talk to me about getting ready as a B- former BYU player, Will. Talk to me about getting ready for this game. And you have to go up to Logan. What, what were some of your thoughts and memories? Well,
3: you know what, Hans? I, I scored my first college touchdown against uh, uh, as a freshman against Utah State. Uh, at the end of the game to win the game, actually. Um, So I have fun. What year was that? uh, 97. That was in Logan? No, it was home.
2: Oh, that was home. Yeah. Was Uh, that the uh, 42-35 game?
3: Really close game. Yeah. Uh, Quarterback, we went with... uh, um, Shoemaker came in late in that game and, yeah. and let us down to to win the game. Uh, yeah, well, good game. Shouldn't have been that close, but uh, that, was go- a, that
2: was a good. That was actually a pretty good Utah State team. Yeah, they were. The, they were they, they running. They, they had, won their conference that year and they went to a bowl game.
3: Yeah, they were good. And um, but
1: I didn't.
2: I didn't realize there. That, that was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. They. Uh, that was the year they beat Utah in Salt Lake, and uh, they they beat Utah ninety six ninety seven. They'd beat Utah. And then uh and then lost by seven down in Provo. It
3: was a it was a it was a good ball I mean they it was a hard fought game. I mean we won by we won at the end of the game, so it definitely was a good game. But what I remember hands is, is uh Logan is a special place to go play though. It really is. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think we stayed at uh did we stay at little, a Sherwood little Sherwood Hills. Sh- it was really nice. Yeah, little
1: little hotel that's tucked really back up in the mountains. Yep. I, I used to love it back up in there. And it was always, you know, early fall.
3: Yeah, it was beautiful. And in our walkthrough, we, you know, we'd do our walkthrough at the hotel outside. Yep. And just beautiful. It was just beautiful. So that's pretty much what I remember. And then I remember just stomping them into the ground. Yeah. Um, just I mean, <laughs> Except I,
2: for when they took us to overtime.
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but not up there. Yeah,
2: that, that was up there. was up there. What year
3: was that? That was 99.
2: 99.
3: Yeah, what a disgrace of a year that was for us. It was rough, Well, well we had a good season, but we, 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 we remember we were 9-1. and We went in to play Wyoming, and they just spanked us. It was bad. That that was a bad game. Well,
1: okay, so this is what I remember about playing Utah State. They, I always assumed that they would not come to play. But then they would come to play with, like, this unbelievable level of of want and commitment, and drive right? yeah. and commitment. And then I always felt like I had this huge bullseye on my back. I felt like if I didn't have my head on a swivel, every play, somebody was going to hit me. Yeah. Somebody was going to hit me. And so I was out there playing like my head was, a you know, an owl at night just –
3: spinning around because I'm like somebody's gonna take out my legs yeah. th- th- it, they just play physical it had to be a different experience for you to being an Olsen being a traitor to Utah State can honestly. you not <laughs> can you, can, <laughs> okay but you don't no no let me just finish okay, I don't okay, want to be sorry. stopped last uh,
2: names on the field I mean
3: when, when, when you're an Olsen and you disrespect that program the way I, that you did I can't imagine the anger that the coaching staff must have, that the alumni, that the. the, the the whole organization had the right to hate you, and you deserved to be hit. Wait, at it. what point do you turn on this thing? And say, well, <laughs> well, well, uh, listen, I'm trying to make my point. I'm come back.
2: Oh, I think you pretty much made your point. Uh, uh,
3: so, so back to what you went through. I'm not feeling Jeez, bad man. for you, but listen, Utah State always came to play. But what was funny is at that time, and and I want to be very clear. We did not respect Utah State the way that we should have respected Utah State. Yeah, um, we didn't look at it as, as as a real rival. And one of the greatest things for me now, as a fan and as a, a person who lives in Utah, is to watch a real triple a real triple. Uh, a real triple rivalry the every i don't care who it is playing and i'm not saying utah state would beat utah i don't want any utah fans listening saying that um some utah state homer no what i'm saying is if if utah state plays utah utah has to be really ready to play utah state if byu plays utah state they have to be really ready to play utah state utah state has beaten us about two out of the last 3 is that right yeah. two out of the last 3 i think three out of the last 3 six. out of the last 6 i mean they've yeah. been right i mean so it is a rivalry and when you and i played hands we really didn't Take it as serious as we as we should have, um, because the rivalry just wasn't there. We were focused on Utah as our big rival, and then also all the non-conference games that we played. Um, but Utah State was never that concerned, and I'm so happy to see where the program has has come. Where BYU Me has too. to seriously respect this game, and this is a game they could lose very easily.
2: Well, it it should be an, a really good game, although you know I think there's a little Jekyll and Hyde going on with both teams right now. Uh, Utah State's not in a good place right now, and you know I, you know I do I do their games, and I see them up close and in person, and and it is, it is a situation right now where their <laughs> offense is really stuck in mud, and I think there's multiple reasons as to why, uh, and it's not just Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love is not playing to the best of his abilities, but I think there's a lot of reasons around him. Uh, Offensive line is really struggling. Wide receivers aren't getting separation and are not catching the ball. Uh, The running game's really slowed down quite a bit. So, uh, you know, it's um – I think there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of concerns right now, and you, now you've got BYU who's got some sudden confidence coming off the Boise State game, and they've had two weeks to prepare too.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, BYU should be feeling really what good, and I, I think the I think the players and the coaches feel really good. There's still always a little bit of concerns about when you when you when you're there are questions about what they're going to do at the quarterback position. No, I mean there there are definitely questions. I have my ideas and my opinions on what I think should happen, but at the end of the day. That's still a question. Um, I mean, regardless of the decision that's made by that offensive staff and Kalani Satake, there's always going to be this concern. Wait, did we start the wait? Are we right now? They're thinking, are we going with the right guy? Right, and whenever yeah. you go into a game like that, there are some concerns. So, how are you game planning? Are because you saw a different game plan with some different strategies with the coaches, but more importantly, with Baylor Romney at the at the head of the at mm-hmm. the head of the program. So, if you, are you going to make changes? And so, there are some things that could cause problems for BYU. And Coach Inna, I, I know he's he's going to have his defense prepared. I know Justin wants his defense to play well. I'm sure he's coaching extra hard this week and I think the those guys at Utah State, the dairy farmers whatever, you know, whatever Diane wants to throw out there, they're going to be ready to play. They they feel disrespected and that's one of the things that people don't understand is how disrespected Utah State really feels because they don't ever feel like they ever get the respect in this state that they deserve. So <coughs> excuse me. I, I And
1: I, I think it's getting better. I do. I think it's getting better. I, I think it really it could even be, I think it could improve. It just, you know, and Logan, and you need that fan support, and and I do think it's getting better. The support that Utah State's, getting. yeah, there's oh, no, no doubt, no
3: great, no, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, you have to what they've been able to do is has earned a lot of respect. I mean, they've they've earned respect from from the time that Gary came the first time, and then what Matt was able to do, and. Um, and now Gary's back. So, you, and, and whenever you have a good coaching staff, a good head man like Gary Anderson, you, you have to respect it.
1: So, Will, you were just talking about the quarterback situation. I think that that, and Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's probably the most pressing issue for BYU fans right now, right? Yeah. Is what's happening with the quarterback situation. Yep. yep. So, Will, I guess I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit. and. Give me your thoughts on, okay, well, do, the, do I, maybe two parts here. What do you think, how do you think Aaron Roderick and Kalani Satake handle the quarterback situation? And if Will Snowden was the head coach of this team, how would you handle the quarterback situation?
3: Well, the good thing is I'm not the head coach of this football team because this is a tough decision. Um, <clears throat> but what I, I feel like I would do is I would probably go back to Jaron Hall for two reasons number one uh what he was able to do what he showed me in spring and what he showed me um to be a player that i'm trying to get on the field yeah right this is not someone that they weren't trying to have in the game plan jaron hall was involved with every game plan that brigham young has played this year and so he went in he played pretty effective against toledo he made some good throws um he made some mistakes that you see a a first-time starter make um so I, I would go back to him, but it might, and and, and I or I would probably go back to Jaron Hall. Um, it's just such a tough to, situation because you know how it is with the quarterback. Um, you know, it depends on how the team's gelling, right? How are the te- how are the guys responding to the quarterbacks who are in the room, who are in the huddle? There's so much that goes to through it. So if I were the coaches, I'd be watching a lot of different things, um, but really how the guys are gelling because you just don't want to. You, you go through three games. And you have, you go so through the last three games, you've had Toledo, the starter was. Um Zach Wilson, then he gets knocked out, so Jaron comes in to finish the game. The next game was, was it Toledo? And then the next game yeah, was South Florida. Florida. Yeah. You have a new starter, right? Yeah. Jaron Hall comes in, he gets knocked out the last drive, just like kind of Zach Wilson, and he goes down, and Romney looks really good. And then you have a new starter for uh, against a top team in Boise State, and Baylor Romney starts, plays well, um, doesn't turn the ball over, looks the part, and gets a win. Um, So so this is just such a tough decision, but I think that BYU will go back to Jaron Hall. Um, And if they don't go back to Jaron Hall, I think it will be kind of I just don't want them to outthink themselves. I yeah. think they just need to go with a quarterback and let it go. If it was me, I would go with Jaron Hall. I would start Jaron Hall, and as long as he looks, as long as he's taking care of business, I would let it roll because he's been involved with all the game planning. So he's been someone that you guys believe can help you win ball games.
2: And going back to Kalani Sataki in his media availability earlier in the week said. He wouldn't comment, and in fact, earlier today said that he's not going to announce a starter. In fact, BYU quarterbacks are not going to be available to the media because they don't want those guys to tip off who it's going to be. But he did say Jaron Hall most likely would be ready to go, but did not name him a starter and said that uh, we're not going to name a starter, but that Jaron Hall would be healthy. And so I think if you read between the lines, it's, it's got to be Jaron Hall, I would imagine. Well, it doesn't got to be. I mean,
3: I I, 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 reading in between the lines. That's where I've been trying to do. And this has been something I've left Kalani alone for this week. You know, I'm always bothering these guys with recruits and other information. And um, but as far as the quarterback position, I understand how how, how important this is this week. Um, I think it's a tougher decision, Scotty, than just it's got to it, it's got to be uh, Jaron Hall because winning at this level is so. Hard and and you've got to say, man. Let me look at this film. Look at Baylor balls out on time. No, I no. I mean, there's just things that you're just thinking in the back of your mind, like, oh man, when I evaluate the films back and forth, it, this is a tough decision that they're struggling with. But I do agree. It's I, I think that you go with Jaron Hall. He's been your guy, just like when Zach gets back. I think they're going to go with Zach. And I think you guys will see Zach back a lot quicker than anyone thinks. I think they I, I think he next be,
2: week. Next week he'll be yeah, back. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, man, that's but, crazy. But you know. <laughs> So the pins, by, are, the
1: pins
3: are out. Pins are out.
2: Wow. By the way, I agree with you in terms of of uh, of winning. I just look back and and I think that that South Florida game, Jern did everything he needed to do to win that game. I mean, when he left the game, they were winning that game. You know. And so I think he gives you a little bit more experience as he's been around a little bit longer. I think he gives you a little bit more uh, versatility in his game. To me, it's a no-brainer. I go with Jaron. But I get your point. Kid just beat Boise State, the 14th team in the country. That's got to count for something. It's
1: tough, man. I'm with Will. I don't want to make that decision. Hey, Will, I want you to talk about this because I do know you as a player, you played with pressure on your back in every given snap that if you screwed up, there's going to be somebody else in. Yeah. If it was always a short leash with you, did did that, did that, did that affect your confidence? <clears throat> did that affect the way you played the game? Because, Scotty, and I think you could agree with this, whether it's Jaron or it's Baylor. They both know that they're an interception away from
3: being pulled. <laughs> it's it yeah. a lot of pressure to go into this game as as either one of those guys, right? Is it good uh, to play with that pressure? The, well, the thought that I could I could be out the next rotation. I, I don't think it's good for quarterbacks because I think it lets them hold onto the ball more and and not not let it rip. Um, I, I you know I I think the only people that that should happen to really is like D linemen I mean, and to be honest, I mean you can't. Oh, play I thought corner. you were taking a shot there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low key shot, but but, the, <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end of the day, it's kind of the truth. We've got to come off the ball and, and, and play your gap, and if you don't want to do that, I've got to find someone else. You can't just be yanking corners. So oh, corner got beat on a slant. Sit him out. No, that that happens, right? You've got so so at quarterback. You want your quarterback to go in and feel like. The whole team's behind you. The coaching staff's behind you. Go out there and do your thing. Um, so I, I don't think that pressure on a quarterback is is overly great. I, I think that that's something that um, that I think that I think in the back of the coach's mind there'll be a short leash. These guys will be on a short leash, but I don't think the starter will think that, right? He'll think I'm just going to go in here and do my thing, and you know. But if things start going going uh, south uh, in the, I think you could see a, a quick change, but. I'm going to stick with Jaron with you. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Jaron as a starter. I believe in that kid. Um, the coaches staff has believed in him. And they're in a tough You've situation. you known him since he's a baby. So, yeah, and, and just believe in him and watch him and yeah. love him and his whole family. And he's just, I mean, he's a great kid. But, but so is Baylor Romney, right? I mean, yeah. we've got good kids up there. So I don't want to take away from Baylor. They've got guys that can play. But this is the thing that the coaches are thinking, and I would be thinking if I was a coach. Uh-oh. We've got three quarterbacks in a college program that can. So that's that's where you're saying, man, wait.
1: That's the issue. So this this is what this was my next question to you. Do you lose one in this decision? If you say, well, Baylor, sorry, man, we're. I know you beat number number fourteen team. We're going to have to sit you. Does he? I think think next week you might lose Jaron. If you sit Baylor. No, or no.
2: If you sit, Jaron, when you bring Zach back, let's let's say Jaron should have beat South Florida. He had him losing or he had him winning when he came back, and let's say he beats Utah State, and next week they're like, Zach, you're back. Run with it. Yeah. Well, I'll, that would be tough. If that I'm Jaron, would Jaren. be really tough. If you're now Jaren. Baylor, Baylor's still thinking. Well, you know, look, I still have my redshirt year. I've only played one game. You know, they can still redshirt me. I still have a ton of time left here. If I'm Jaron, I'm thinking, you know what, clock's ticking, and this kid that's in front of me is only a sophomore now. Right,
1: because we do need to make yeah. the point that Jaron has played past the four. Because, like Will yeah. said, he was incorporated in all of your game planning early. He played a lot at the slot, would rotate back to the to the backer position. He would take direct snaps. They did all kinds of different gadgetries with him. So, he's exhausted the yeah. red shirt.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that, that that's 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 done. Yeah. But but. So Jaron, yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. The the pressure on the coaching staff of to, uh, trying to identify who you want to keep, and it's just hard in this business to keep guys. Yeah. And I can tell you guys that I, what I do on a weekly basis is call coaches all day. Yeah, and I've I mean, people they realize that oh BYU might be having a quarterback transfer. That, that's, that's something that people – Because I mean, there's that's, three of them. I mean, there's three of them, and, and, and you know, Baylor's done well. Jaron is obviously a guy who can get it done. And then you have Zach Wilson, who's kind of the chosen one. I, I kind of call Zach the chosen one. It's a lot of skill set, a lot of moxie, a, I mean, a lot of swag. I, I love everything that Zach brings to the gate. Scott,
1: yeah. you bring up a great point, <laughs> and, I, and I think it kind of answers it for us. You've exhausted Jaron's Richard. Yeah, yeah. Play him. And if you can reserve Romney's reserve, I, I know that the coaches don't care about that. Coaches are looking at this saying, no, like, well, we've got to win this game. I don't care who we're starting, what red shirts are on the line. We got to win this game. But if you feel like you can do that with Jaron as efficiently or as possibly as you could do it with Baylor, there's just so many reasons to play
2: Jaron. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're live here at Tim Daly Infinity just off uh, State Street, 4594 South State. Love for you to come by, hang out with us. Check out this inventory, all priced to move as always. And remember, they also have the forever warranty on these Infinities. So you can pick up an Infinity, new or used, drive it for 10 years. And if that engine goes out, transmission goes out, it is covered. It's the forever warranty, courtesy of the Tim Daly family in Tim Daly Infinity. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you're buying or selling a home, Homey will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homey. Go to homie.com. That's H-O-M-I-E.com. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks
0: and Austin Horton.
2: Last night, that's why you got Boyan Bogdanovich. He made the critical plays at key moments. You wanted something different in terms of a strength that you have as a team. He brought that strength, and I thought it made the difference between winning and losing. Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay deserve as much credit for that win as anybody. And I know it's game four. But this particular wrinkle in the game was his bigger reason why they're
0: 3-1. Chris Paul, who I don't agree with or stand for anything he usually believes in or stands for. Yeah. And he said last week Bogdanovich is going to end up being the most underrated signing of the entire NBA and so far he may be right he might be the most underrated signing so far and has been four games but he's won two of them for the Utah Jazz in my opinion yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network
3: I just want the wheel back, that's all. <laughs> I mean, this is. I, I have tons of respect for Utah State and the fans and just looking forward to the competition, you know, and, and I know they'll be ready and Utah State will give us their best shot. That happens in, in, in these these rivalry games. And like I said, my job is to make sure that they get ours in, in return. So tons of respect, wish them all the best of luck except for this week.
2: 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. Hans and Scotty and Will Snowden, it's your Cougar preview show. We're live here at Tim Daly Infinity. We talk BYU for two hours. And remember, coming up tomorrow will be the U preview show with Frank Dolce from 1 to 3. And then uh, Football Friday coming up from uh, uh, 1 to 3 on Friday as well. So with Alema Harrington and uh, Ron McBride.
1: So, Will, I'm, I'm just putting out a tweet right now. Yeah. We're on the BYU preview show talking about corners coach Gennaro Guilford. He's done an excellent job coaching and managing talent that he has. BYU is 29th in the nation in pass defense and has nine interceptions. He has lost he lost his two starting corners, right? Will Cox. Yep. was going to be a starter. Was was Warner Warner was going to move back to safety.
3: Yeah, I mean he's kind of a flex guy who can play safety or corner, but he's he's more natural at at safety. But now
1: he's lost Diane.
3: <laughs> yes, he's moved Diane.
1: back to safety. Yeah. So he's lost his two starters. He's done a he's done a great job. And uh, he's lost his two starting corners and has improvised well.
3: Yeah. Fair tweet. Yeah, I, th- I think he's improvised really well, and also I think he has guys. I mean, one of the things that I- I've been telling you guys about since the summer is Shaman Willis, Jamal Willis's boy. The guy can flat out get it done, period. Did well against Boise State. Really well. no, And, and did well. well in his time against South Florida. He's done well in every, every rep he's ever played, and I think you'll see him locking down that corner spot probably for the next three years. That's how good he is. I'm really high on this kid. Just a freshman? Yeah. Well, no, no, he's a sophomore. Well, he's so he's a redshirt. Wait, so he went to Weber State for one season, redshirted, then transferred, Um, sat out a year. So I, I think he's I think he's playing his sophomore year.
1: Okay, so he'll have two years after this.
3: Two years after that, but I expect him to be the 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 starter for the remainder of the season, and then moving forward, I think it's going to be very hard to knock him out of that position. He's just he's just a he's a special kid, really is. Great feet, great burst, and then more importantly, just a great understanding of the game. I've been listening to Coach Lamb, and I have a lot of uh, respect for Coach Lamb and his ability to evaluate talent. And I don't know if you guys listened to his interview the other day. Just he was just saying how how impressed and how how good Shimon has been for them. And I think that Shimon Willis is the reason you can move Diane to, to safety because now you have a guy who can come in and play mm-hmm. and, and and hold it down. Um, so obviously this team is much better with Diane sitting at safety than at corner. So, I, so Gennaro's done a wonderful job. I think one of the
1: most underrated moves and <clears throat> one of the most impactful and influential moves and players that we saw in that win against Boise State was the Diane Guanaluku move from corner to safety. He was, he was, and, and not yeah. just the move, but also the development and the usage, how they used him in run support, how they used him in underneath game support, and didn't just say, hey, Diane, just stay deep and make sure nothing goes over the top.
3: Yeah, I mean, with uh, you know the old saying... Uh, What's scarier, a pit bull on a leash or a pit bull walking down the middle of the street unleashed? Unleashed. No. And, and and that's who you've gotten, Diane. He's a ball player. Let him get out there. Let him get involved with the football part of the game. And I think BYU's done a really smart move by moving him to safety. And then you see him move. They use him in those heavy packages. He's a ball player. He's probably the best ball player we have, uh, you know, overall, just who can do more on both offense and defensive sides of the ball He he's a very he's probably our most valuable player who can you know move over and play some defense play offense uh so i think they've done a really i think they've done a really good job by by him and i think he's a guy who's, who likes to be physical um he's he he does a lot of good things and and you saw how how well he blitzed down the down the line of scrimmage i mean he, he he's hitting those gaps properly uh i was impressed
2: yeah you know you, Hans hands brought up something during the break I thought was interesting this Utah state offense for some reason has gotten uh is depreciated as the season's gone on and and uh and to the point where they only had. 14 yards rushing against Air Force. 14 minutes of time of possession. Oh, nine was... possessions. Six of them went three and out. That, um, that
3: game was an absolute disaster. I I I I was depressed watching them play on Saturday night. It was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. They just took a beating. Yeah. Uh, a real beating. When you get beat like that. um it's sometimes hard to shake, you know. Yeah. It, it, it 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 you know. It, you There's know. a bit of a hangover from yeah, something see, like that. It, you know, when guys get knocked out in, in boxing, guys who've never been knocked out before, and then all of a sudden they start getting dropped all the time. Uh, the coaches have to do some medical work this week to prepare them for from getting over being beat like that. I have watched the D tackle get cut down so many times in a row. Hands <laughs> the same D tackle, like. I don't understand what, I mean, he kept on coming off the ball the same exact time, way and kept on getting chopped to the ground so aggressively, so physically. It just takes not only a physical toll on you, hands. you understand, it takes a mental toll on you mm-hmm. um, when you just get chopped down all game, just chop, 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 chop. But, But wait, but to be fair guys air force is a good ball club a very good ball club that i wouldn't want to face this year
2: yeah this is the this is the best uh best team they've had there according to gary anderson's the best air force team he's seen they're they're very good yeah so but oh but to my original point though Hans mentioned something during the break that i thought was interesting eventually you think that offense is going to break out jordan loves too good of a quarterback They've got too many weapons offensively. Uh the, the offensive line group is a, is a major concern for them right now. But if they get right, they still have that explosive capability and you kind of anticipate sooner or later that's going to break out again. They're just too good not not to break out unless there's as you mentioned some psychological damage along the way. <laughs> but but you know, I don't anticipate you're gonna see the same Utah State team against Air Force that you saw that you'll see against BYU this weekend. Not saying Utah State's gonna win, not saying that they're gonna score forty points. I'm just saying they're not going to be that bad coming back home and playing BYU. There's going to be there's gonna be a little five under that, uh, under that team this week, going into this game,
3: I would expect. I mean, this is this is what it's all about for them. I mean, they get BYU coming in, BYU coming off of a big win against a, a, one of their biggest rivals in their conference. Um, they obviously want to make a statement, and I, I, I know Gary. I you know the way that Gary coaches. He is not going to put a product out there again on Saturday, this Saturday night, that looks like it did on last Saturday night. It will not happen. And I watched that film, and I watched the game very closely, and Utah State was deflated. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of quit and a lot of guys out there on Saturday, and knowing Gary and knowing Justin in a, the well, as well as I know these guys um, – it's going to be completely accept- unacceptable, I guarantee you, as they watched that film on the way home on the plane, and as they watched that film on Sunday, there was a on. lot of guys boiling, and a lot of coaches were absolutely boiling, and I would have hated to be the player sitting in that coaching room. Monday Monday afternoon watching that film because there's a lot of things to fix. There's a lot of efforts to fix, and I will see a better effort from Utah State this week, and BYU has to know it. The effort will be 55,000 times better than it was last Saturday.
1: Okay, so, Scotty, I'm actually going to compare this to the BYU-South Florida week. That's fair. And, Will, I think we can compare it because South Florida did the exact same thing to BYU. Yep. They whooped the fronts. They just whooped the fronts and they used their speed and they they beat BYU at the back end of that game and there was nothing BYU could do about it. And after that game, all hell breaks loose. Oh, hell. No nobody's safe. No job, no start, no coaching position. Nothing is safe, and everything's out on the table. And they're saying, okay, we will never have an embarrassing – we can't ever have – Scotty, I just think Gary Anderson's conversation is going to be much the same, and I think that that their reflection of that is going to be much the same of what we saw BYU the following week. BYU comes out against Boise State, and their hair is on fire, and you don't see a lot of guys – Making mental errors. You, you don't see a lot of guys feeling sorry for themselves.
3: You see a lot of guys fighting for their jobs. Yeah, I mean, you, you make a very good point there. This is a scary game for Brigham Young. I mean, this is something that you have to realize how fired up this team's going to be. And also, that stadium. Where your, where your uncle stands at the front.
1: Yeah, I know, man. That's Where he stands it, at the it front. It can be a really brutal place it, it, to it's play. It's going
3: to be packed, and they're going to be fired up. And one thing they don't care about is a cougar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they don't they, care much for
3: cougars. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm excited. This should be a, a very hard-fought game. It's going to be very hard to call. Um, I've thought a lot this week about what I think is going to happen in the game, and um, I can't wait till Saturday night.
2: Take a break, come back. You're listening to Hans and Scotty with Will Snowden. It's your Cougar Preview Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Straight ahead, uh, thoughts on, the, on uh, BYU, what they worked on over the last couple weeks, what they expect to improve on throughout the uh, remainder of the season. Straight ahead, Cougar Preview Show right here on the Zone Sports Network.
0: This is DJ and PK. Brian Keels, what's it like for BYU to go up and play the Aggies? And it's changed a little bit since you're Eric, but the crowd has always been fired up up there for this game. Recently they have absolutely played better than us. There is no excusing that. Back to my analogy of the big brother and little brother, little brother is going to grow up and he's going to want a piece of big brother and if big brother doesn't take care of business, he's going to get hit in the mouth. That's what happens. And so BYU needs to respond now because if they don't Utah State's going to hit us in the mouth again and beat us. They've done it the last couple years, so we got to step up. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network live here at Tim Daly Infinity, 4594 South State Street. Real easy to find off that 4500 South exit. Come by. We still have a lot of jazz gear up for grabs. I'd love to chat with you and love to uh, talk a little BYU football as BYU gets set to take on Utah State. You'll hear that game coming up on Saturday, 8 o'clock kickoff, 7 o'clock pregame show, on uh, 1280 and 97.5 FM. We'll kind of have uh, two different perspectives. I'll have the Utah State pregame, part of the Utah State broadcast beginning at 7 o'clock. Hans Olsen will have uh, a more BYU centered broadcast coming up on uh, 97.5 FM. But we got you covered from every angle, Hans. It's going to be so much fun, man. I just, I love this game, I love this
1: matchup. Even when BYU fans wanted to say it wasn't a rivalry because Utah State wasn't competitive during the guy uh, Ray guy or not Ray what was the the coach there at Utah State for a while uh, Brent guy Brent guy even during like those times when people are like it's not a rivalry it wasn't it, a rivalry it, it was always a rivalry to me always always
2: okay always because it wasn't good. those weren't good <laughs> this years game. Always has. Well, that it, it was a little bit more. Implications. Yeah. For you personally. I mean, I'm, I'm mad. I can see how that would be. I wonder why.
1: <laughs> can you not? I don't want to do that whole thing again. You just disparaged me for five minutes. I didn't
3: say. I, why, you, why? you ran you, me down, Scotty? Do you understand the defensive? End? I don't understand. I just said I wonder why. I'm. I'm I do not understand why he would feel like the, him, Why BYU and Utah State might be uh, a rivalry to him, but no one else. Well,
2: well, <laughs> when, you, when you when you called Phil and Merlin and said you were going to Utah State, what was that conversation like? I just didn't call. Because I didn't want to say that to them. <laughs> yeah, like, I called my
1: uncle Warren. I'm like, Hey, Warren, can will you, you protect them? me? <laughs> will you will you let your brothers know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, because I wasn't. I didn't want to break that news. But, this this is just it's. This is always my favorite week. It's uh, it, it, right there up with the, with BYU and Utah. It was when I played. It has been since I've been an analysis in this market. In, in analysis Your in point. this market.
2: I mean, you and I have been doing this show for a lot of years. You get more fired up for this game almost than you do the Utah game. It gives
3: me butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I, and and I, I, that's where I am right now, and, and I went through a lot of different emotions because my son, my oldest son, that's where he signed and played out of high school with Gary. I mean, he went and played for Gary for two years. Gary left, and he transferred and went and played for, for Jay Hill at, at uh, Weber State and finished played three years for Jay. Um, so I have a lot of love and respect for this program, but lo, let's not get it twisted. I, you know, uh, the expectation is for BYU to take care of business, but there is a lot of respect and uh, BYU. For Fans, I, you know, I, people will talk a lot of trash, but Utah State is a top-notch program with top-notch coaching, and this game is going to be. It could be another trap game, as you brought up earlier, where like the South Florida game, where we're we're all heck broke loose down at BYU, where they said, "Know what? We've got to do something different." And I expect to see Utah State play a much more physical, a much more disciplined, and I think they're going to figure out a way to make sure their quarterback looks like the the, the sixth-rate quarterback in the country.
2: Well, I mean, in just talking to, you know, we've had Gary Anderson has been on this station twice this week. And uh, and, and he's he's mentioned that they're doing, and, I mean, granted, they don't have a bye week to work on it, but there's a lot of self-evaluation going on right now. And I would anticipate when you hear that about how the head coach says he's going to be more actively involved and they're getting back to basics and all that, usually you see a team respond very well the following week after something like that.
1: What do we know about Caleb Rep? How's he doing?
2: Uh, still a little banged up. I'm sure he'll start. He started against uh, Air Force, and hey, was out on the field against Air Force.
1: I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out now because I. This is just this is this would be so Utah State so so BYU matchup. Jordan Love coming right out of the gates on the first offensive possession, handing it off to Jalen Warren for three four yards. Hitting C.O.C. C- o- C- Mariner in a fifteen-yard curl, throwing it in the seam down to Caleb Brep for a fifteen-twenty-yard gain. Yeah, finding Jordan Nathan or Savon Scarver. Stop it, please. No, hold on. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about a kid that has had NFL pressures, that has had media pressures, that had had coaching pressures and coaching changes, that had a, a complete embarrassment last weekend. Coming out and saying, "Screw this." Yeah, and just throwing lasers and getting it out of his hands and getting that ball released and i could see that opening drive being extremely beautiful for jordan love and and everybody kind of waking up like "Uh, uh, uh oh that's who he is 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 this good yeah there's the guy we saw last year there's the guy that the scouts have as a top five They, they continue to have as a top five product
3: yeah it's a big deal i saw that just today
1: They they continue to tout him as a top five quarterback product in the draft. So at some point, it's going to rear its head, and he's just going to let all the pressure fall off his shoulders and say, screw this, I don't care about this coaching change. I I don't care about my lack of protection. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say to Savon Scarver, if you don't freaking cut on this route, or I'll say to him, Cut on this route. I promise it'll be there. Cut on this route. Turn that head. It'll it'll be there. Look for this quick slant. I'm going to hit you with it. Or go to Caleb Rep and say, Rep, all you got to do. We've got Guana aloku He's coming up shallow. Just we'll make him bite. Warren is going to make him bite. I'm going to put this over the top. It'll be there in the basket. Catch it. I mean, and and all of a sudden you have. This Jordan Love against your rival that it was embarrassed from the Air Force game, and then it's like, oh crap, there he is. Yeah, there he is like that. That is a fear that should be resonating with everybody in that BYU coaching and, and, office.
3: And another thing that has to has to BYU has to be concerned about is remember, just last week they were 127th in the country or 123rd in the country against the run. You didn't jump that much. I haven't looked at it, but be what, but the, but Utah State's got to be thinking we can still run the ball against yeah. these guys. We've got guys who can run the ball.
2: They do have good running backs. They've got
3: very good running yep. backs, and 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 obviously a very good quarterback. So so that does scare me for sure. But, you know, I'm just trying to warn all of us fans that don't think that just because Utah State got beat by Air Force, it doesn't work that way in life. Well, they lost to this team. So that means I know in a perfect world that should be the concept and that works, but it doesn't. You're going to teams change week to week, week coaches make changes week to week. And I think that you'll see a lot of changes from this Utah State staff and the, and the players are going to be. Yeah. I have a feeling that they'll be their heads are going to be on fire. Scotty,
1: I promise you that these BYU defensive coaches aren't coaching off of what they've seen from Jordan Love this year. They're coaching on what they saw from Jordan Love last year. And and I I wouldn't I wouldn't use a lot of the film on what what we're seeing from Jordan Love, kind of the delay in decision, the the indecision at times. Now he's dealing with offensive tackles being put on his lap and he's dealing with some other things, but I just wouldn't coach that way if I'm BYU. First of all, I don't think BYU is going to have the ability to get the pressure that Air Force got. I don't even think they're going to get the press on the number 72. Is it Edwards? Yeah. They're not, get, yeah. They're not going to get that press that Air Force got. BYU right now ranks 122nd in the country in the Is that good? Or is it <laughs> they've got seven total on the year. Yeah, yeah. Seven total on the year. They rank... A hundred and twenty third in TFLs. They don't do backfield work. They don't do pressure. They don't do quarterback pressure.
3: And and, and and that's one of the things that's caused Jordan some problems this year. Is he's been those. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Kalani game plans this, how him and Tuiaki and Lamb sit down and say, how do we slow down Jordan Love? How he's been slowed down this year is the pressures because the offensive line has struggled. Yeah. If you come with that three-man front and let Jordan Love stand back there and, 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 and pick apart his zone, it could be a long day. Also, Jordan has the ability to take off and run on you if you come with that three-man front, so it's going to be a real challenge for BYU to scheme how they're going to stop this team. Even though they've they've had a tough a tough year, no, I'm
1: just not sold on this at all, man. I just I, I this game to me is so up in the air, and I don't know which way to go. You
2: know, it's funny Vegas still has Utah State a three and a half point favorite going into this. Amazing,
3: I know I saw that, and it's just, uh, but I. You know, coming off of, uh, off of a spanking and BYU coming off of a bye yeah. and a win against Boise State University. There is
1: a lot of confusion. I'm just, okay, so I'm going to put myself in the shoes of a defensive tackle at BYU right now. I, I'm, I'm scared. I, I, well, I'm not scared. I just, I know what the reality is. I know this is the, possibly this, this could be the best quarterback that we face this year if he decides that it's time. So you know I've got to ball out. I know I've got to ball out, but I also know I've got to play good, sound run stop defense. They're a you you mentioned it, Will. They're a hundred and twenty first in the country in stopping the run. They're giving up two hundred and seventeen yards a game
3: on the ground. And this might be the best... I mean, This will, this is going to be a top three running back tandem that they've seen this year. Uh, obviously, you you, you had the, the moss, no question, but those two running backs up there, Jalen Warren is a dangerous yeah.
2: running Warren's back. Warren's got to get healthy. He didn't get re- re-dinged, did he? Uh, he did leave the game um, looking like he got... Now he did come back in the game, but he's, he's, he's not 100%.
1: Yeah, he's beat up a little bit. That makes yeah. me sad because... The first half of the season,
2: that kid was... He's such a violent runner, too. He's he's, got a little bit of a moss where he looks for contact, and sometimes that comes back and bites him. in the. Okay,
1: but I will say this, too. I watched Gerald Bright take, what was
2: it, 29 carries against Colorado State? Uh, Yeah, if not more. I think it was 20. Yeah, 29 sounds about right, yeah. And just some
1: of the hardest physical, nasty... How's he doing? Is his health good? He's good. Well, then...
3: Yeah, you know, they it, it, Listen, that that's what makes it exciting, hands. I mean, that's why I'm excited about this game. There's so many different ways it can go. But I mean, BYU fans have to be feeling uh, much better with what with the efforts that they saw from Boise State, with Diane rolling down inside of that box, with the blitzes that you saw, more man coverage, the corners look good. I mean, BYU should feel really feel confident that they can go in and get it done. But you are still going to Logan. You are still playing a, a team led by uh, Gary Anderson, and then one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Mm. There's going to be some real challenges. is going to have to figure out how to stop the run, and they're going to have to score some points, and they're going to have to get that crowd out of it because I think it's going to be absolutely rocking up there.
2: Mm. 97.5, 12.80, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, look, you live in the recruiting world. How much do... How much would three consecutive wins for Utah State impact the world of recruiting in terms of BYU and their ability to get the best kids in the state? We'll talk about that coming up next, live here at Tim Daly Infinity, 4594 South State Street. We'd love for you to come by and say hi. But before we go to break, it is a win ticket Wednesday.
0: This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Woo! And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5-1280-THE-ZONE and the Zone Sports Network. Hey,
2: it's your chance to win tickets. Go see the Salt Lake City Stars. Get into all the action by grabbing your Stars tickets today. Exper- experience the excitement and community of Salt Lake City Stars basketball all season long. Ticket options are available. Call 801-325-STAR. That's 801-325-S-T-A-R. And get your tickets today. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.